0: Hello and welcome to Duty Truth Honor, the official podcast of the TPA. I'm your host, Brian Kellanen. Uh, today I'm joined by our Director of Member Benefits here at the TPA, Pete Grande. Pete, welcome. This is exciting. Yeah. Incredibly exciting. Can you tell us a little bit about the history and the, the wel- about the wellness program here at the TPA? Yeah, sure. We kind of fell into a wellness program here. The, uh,
1: the word got out to the membership that um, we were here. We're like an insurance policy. You don't ever want to deal with the insurance, but if you have to, you want to have it. Uh, And I guess that's what we're looked at um, as an insurance policy. So I say that because we never think we're going to need help as first responders. We are, uh, we're the people that go out there. We put on the armor. We do what other people don't want to do. Yep. Um, There's a stigma if you ask for help. A huge, huge stigma that we're daily trying to, to combat uh, and get rid of. So the, the history of the wellness program, uh, it, it came out of necessity, more or less. We found uh, that our members were calling more and more and looking for resources, looking for looking for advice, and more importantly, looking for support. Support from people who have walked the walk talk the talk that have been there. Um, Up until recently, it was myself and Tom Gabriel that have been taking care of everything. Yeah, We've, as you know, we've, uh, we have two other phenomenal people that have just joined our team, Liz Cordero and Sarah Thornburn.
0: The four of us make up the TPA wellness team right now. And we're just pushing forward every day. Yeah. Things have changed since you and I started. You and I are similar vintage, uh, just shy of 30, around 30 years. Um, Like, how are things different from when you and I started um, with wellness? Like, asking for help, coming forward, these kinds of things. I will say Um, this. Although we are of the same vintage, you look a hell of a lot younger than I do. (laughs) You look a lot better than I do. Get a low-stress job.
1: That's the key. As you know, when, when we came on in the beginning years, our peer support, our Support in general was going out with a platoon at the end of shift. Yes. Right? You, we go up with a platoon, we have a, a beverage, that's your sounding board. My very first uh, staff sergeant, uh, and I'll never forget this Jimmy Dix, God bless him, uh, he had myself, um, Ron Tate, and Laura Ellis, uh, the three of us in because we came out of OPC, uh, went to the same platoon. He sat us down, he said, after every uh, the last day of every day shift and the last evening of every evening shift, you will come out with a platoon. You don't have to drink. And he emphasized that you can have a Coke, but you will come out. And at the time I didn't understand why he was doing that. That
0: was your wellness program. That was our wellness program. Yeah. Yeah. And, and like to talk about, you know, Laura Ellis, uh, God bless her, Ron Tate. Ron Tate's on our board here, director. God bless them both. These... You know, these issues like the, the, the th- traumatic incidents they've been involved in, they've dealt with, y- you never forget these. No, no. Laura's passing,
1: uh, and we may be veering off here, but Laura's passing was um, a benchmark, if you say, uh, for those of us who had just come on of the, real,
0: the reality of the traumas that uh, that we deal with. Pete, so the, the demographic of our service is changing. Uh, the officers are getting a lot younger. Uh, all the civilian members, uh, every all employees of the TPS are getting a lot younger. Um, regardless, you know, all these events that, you know, you deal with on a day-to-day, you know, some resolve themselves in a shorter shorter timeframe. Some, you know, people t- carry with them for their whole careers. Mm-hmm. Why is it so important for them to understand, to know they have the support of the TPA. They have access to you and your team and all the TPA directors to support them, no matter what it is, for as long as they need. They need to know that they have that insurance policy. Yep. That they may,
1: not, they may never need it in their 30-year career, but they need to know that should that traumatic event come up, and it will, yep. that we're a phone call away. You know, you, you mentioned the, um, the recruits these days being a lot younger. I love talking to them. Because you can say to them, do it now. Get yourself a psychologist. Get yourself a therapist now. Let's get that baseline. Mm -hmm. Very similar to um, kids that play in sports. Mm -hmm. And they get the concussion. With the concussion protocol, you get that baseline. I would love to see the same type of thing happen with the mental health realm, if you will. Let's get on the job. Here's your baseline. And then connect with with a a therapist every six weeks, eight weeks, just a check-in. Because they will get to know See how you. they're doing. Yes, see how they're doing. But they will get to know them. And they will get to a point where all they have to do is, in a session, just say
0: hello to their therapist. And their therapist will know exactly where they're at. So let's talk about the process, a uh, complaint intake process, um, for any member of the Toronto Police Service when they decide or get the, build up the courage to come forward and say they need help. Can you tell us about that, the, your intake process? Our intake process is similar to the complaint intake process that you said,
1: right up until the phone call, the phone call to the TPA. Um, So our our, um, uniformed field directors deal with the complaint intake. We obviously deal with the other phone calls. A member gets to a point where he or she feels that they need the support. They need help. They need advice. They phone either myself, uh, Tom, Liz, or Sarah. Nine times out of 10, I'm finding that they phone me, which is perfect because I can triage and I can uh, get a sense of who they would work better with, Tom or Liz, both are phenomenal. Uh, Both have their, their strengths. Once that phone call comes in, the first thing we tell them is that anything we say Anything we act upon, unless you tell me otherwise, is totally confidential. It stays between us and our team.
0: And can you give us an example of some of these types of support, like the the, the types of phone calls? Let's be very candid here Mm -hmm. because we want people to understand exactly what the TPA, what you can do for them. Be be very candid. The types of calls you would get. The normal phone call that we would get is, hey, Pete,
1: I'm just not myself. I don't know what to do. I'm not acting the way I should be acting at home. I'm saying things and doing things at home that are not right, but I can't bring myself to face that and potentially have to deal with um, my platoon, my sergeants, my staff sergeants,
0: and admit to them that I need help. And the most important thing in that, I would imagine, Pete, and well, we we know, is that the fact that they, they called you.
1: Huge, that is huge. I've had members, Callie, Say to me, Pete, I've picked up the phone probably a dozen times. This phone call that I'm making right now is it took everything in my power to call you. And it's taken me weeks to get the courage to call. But once that call is made, then with their permission, obviously, because everything, um, it, it's not, a, okay, we're going to do this for you. We're going to run with this. We're going to do this as a team. We're going to do this with the member, and we just run them through different scenarios. So, if, uh, for example, if a member doesn't want to go through the WSIB route, yes, we explain the sick bank and how we how we go about that and dealing with uh, medical advisory services out of headquarters. We also have that conversation. and It is a hard conversation of putting in a WSIB claim. WSIB unfortunately does not have the best reputation. The People out there have heard horror stories about WSAB. The forms, the their case managers, you know, you name it. There's a there's a whole list of difficult to navigate. Right. So we walk through that, but we reassure them, regardless of what um which
0: way they're gonna be going, WCB or MAS, we're there with them at every step of the way. And then I just want to go back to you're talking about, uh, you know, some of the new additions um, here to the TPA. Uh, Can you just give a very brief bit of background about, you know, Drew, Sarah, Tom, Liz, these kinds, just so people understand exactly, when, when they call up here, what the support is, what the experience is, the background of these individuals, and like this is a professional operation. Uh, it definitely is. So we'll start with Tom. He's been here the longest.
1: Tom Gabriel, uh, I believe he retired as a TPS officer with 35 some odd years. Uh, he is our addictions uh, counselor, as well as one of our wellness advisors. He has, has the lived experience to back up what he's talking about. Um, you're never going to find... Someone more empathetic than Tommy. He's absolutely fantastic. Liz Cordero is now part of our team. She has been since May. Liz retired as a DS from the service. Um, she oozes empathy like no other. She's uh, she's run right on the money. She's a, a great resource for us. The the membership, love her. Absolutely love her. Sarah Thornburn uh, joined at the same time. Sarah was with the service, part of the, uh, the wellness team, um, and is now with us. Yes. and Fantastic. Doing a great job. Yep. And then, although he doesn't deal with us as far as the, the mental health component, uh, we have Drew Johnson, our chief labor officer, who we rely upon when we have issues that, uh, that morph from, from a mental health, WSIB, uh, MAS standpoint to a labor issue we have him to to jump in.
0: Last but not least in the, in this pillar is yourself, Pete. So I just want to tell us what, like you're very passionate about this, the work that you do here. Uh, you're very invested. Uh, you have been prior to your time coming up here as a director. Um, tell us a bit, just a bit about yourself and why you're so passionate about this work. Lived experience. Uh, so as you know, and, and I'm very open with this, I deal with
1: my PTSD every single day. And it's not... Um, I, I don't, I've changed my verbiage, I don't suffer. I deal with it. Right? So you learn your coping mechanisms. So when a member calls in and says, I'm waking up at three in the morning, I can't get to sleep. When I do get to sleep, I'm sleeping for 10 minutes, I have a nap, and then I'm up all night pacing. Um, I'm fantastic at work, I laugh, you know, my my coworkers and I are having a great time, I go home, and I isolate that, that was me to a T. Um, you throw in the one one thing that we also deal with, with our members, we've had a couple, uh, is the, the suicidal ideations and the, the, the suicide plans we've had to deal with that. And that's incredibly heavy for my team and I, uh, cause this isn't, although this is under my portfolio, this is not me. This is my team. This is, all of us together helping our members. Um, I've had, as you're well aware, lost yeah, no, four or five, five friends to suicide. Yes. And we, we can't do that. We, we, we have to take care of our people.
0: So you and I are kind of a, a good yin and yang for for talking about this topic, quite frankly. You know, you're, you are more to talk, one to talk about your feelings and, mm-hmm. I'm one very rare. It's a very unlikely. I'm going to talk about them. You're if the, ever. You're the typical copper. Keep yeah. the, keep the, the armor on. But I, I just want to go back to uh, the, that's okay. Right. But, but the most that important okay. thing that we talked about is, you know, I think we want people to know that if they need help or when they're ready to call for help, they know they've now have a good idea you know, you've been doing a great job, but we just want them to know that they can call us. They can call you. They can access your team. And I just want you to go back again, Pete, and just talk about the confidentiality and the discretion, the absolute discretion that we exercise here at the TPA. I can explain that by
1: giving you an example. There there was a member in the field who I've been dealing with who contacted their field director mm-hmm. and said, um, you know, I've been in conversations with with Pete, uh, and this is where we're at. And the field director said, great. Uh, I do not know you're dealing with Pete, but great. B- what I'm finding is the majority of our members feel that because we're up here in the building, we talk about every file and every case. If, unless we have the explicit consent of our members to discuss their issues, we do not. There's, as you know, the other directors don't know what, my team and I are working on at all. And that's important. A member needs to know that they can call up here and it stays in what we call the vault. Unless, of course, we need to have other people involved to take care of whatever the issue is.
0: And and we won't get to that until we have that member's consent. Yes. Our phones go all day. Our phones go all night. All day, all night, all weekend. We have numerous meetings and restaurants in parking lots, in outside the building, outside units, that's okay. We go, we go anywhere, anytime. Yeah. You know, you mentioned the restaurants. Um, yeah. Many a breakfast
1: and it's not for the sake of having a breakfast or having a lunch or having a dinner. It's getting that member out of their house. Remember I was talking about isolating. A lot of our members isolate and to get them out. Sometimes it's, Hey, Callie, Let's go grab a bite. I know you're having a hard time. Let's go
0: grab a bite. Let's discuss. Let's let's map out a plan. Let me let me help you help yourself. And what do you say to uh, you know somebody working in a unit um, across the city, and they're recognizing something's off with a, a colleague, a coworker? What 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 do you say to them?
1: Funny you say that because we were just discussing that our, our verbiage again. And verbiage is very big in the in the mental health world, but our verbiage is changing from. If you need help, reach out to, if you're noticing someone that you love or that you work with changing, reach out. Cause a a member in crisis or a member in the lowest point, very rarely will reach out until until it's almost too late. So to your point, we want our members to keep an eye on the people they're working with. And if they see a change, if they see that that person has become quiet, has become reserved. Someone who's normally gregarious. Yes. They're quiet, they're reserved. They're not coming out. They're not,
0: they're not themselves. Reach out to us. We'll make those hard phone calls. Yeah, one, one of our biggest challenges, I'm sure you'd agree is people, we can't be everywhere. There's, you know, we, there's 8,000 uh, members. We do our best to get around, but you know, our stewards, Uh, other members in various units, divisions, across squads, across the city, you know, we rely on them as well. And, and uh, it's, it's also important for them to know if they call you up and say, Pete, you know, I'm concerned about a certain person that that's also confidential. And, you know, there's different ways that you and your team can navigate that. There definitely is. And and we have been, Uh, you know, you mentioned our stewards and thank you for
1: that. They're, we will be implementing a program to to get some more training for our stewards in the mental health realm in um you know the assist program and various other programs because we're we're asking these these members our stewards to be our eyes and ears, but we don't want to put them in that in that spot where they have to
0: deal with something and not have that proper training yeah, we also want to support them yes. Exactly. So speaking of support, um, can you tell us a bit about some of the external stakeholders that you utilize on a frequent basis? We have been leaning
1: on and we're partnering with some phenomenal, phenomenal uh, external uh, not companies' resources. Yes, um, as you know, I'm a huge and always have been a huge uh, supporter of Toronto Beyond the Blue. Toronto Beyond the Blue is brought into. Assist our family members. Uh, they they've morphed into helping our members, but their main goal is to help our family members, which is absolutely fantastic. Just as recently as yesterday, I was called out to one of the divisions to assist in in trying to find a uh, solutions for a particular problem. I'm trying to, as you can see, I'm trying to pick and choose my words. Um, Toronto Beyond the Blue was there. Sue Seeslick, who is one of their their uh, Best resources, their best volunteers was there, sat beside me, and we took a, a dual approach of how to help this family. Um, so, trying to be on the blue, wounded warriors, Yes. absolutely fantastic, another great deal. operation. Yep, great operation. You would think by the name, wounded warriors, they're uh, solely uh, for military vets. They're not. They've uh, they've helped many, many of our first responders as well and our TPS officers. Boots on the ground. Boots on the ground is, as you know, I am a very peer support, peer driven. Yes. Because that's my background is, is in peer support. Uh, Boots on the ground offers that. They're a 24-7 uh, dial-in operation where a member uh, across the country is having issues. They can call in totally anonymous and discuss and work through some of the problems they're having. Uh, Dave McClellan has taken that uh, that organization from zero to to where they are now. Absolutely fantastic. And then lastly is uh, Badge of Life Canada, another fantastic
0: uh, resource for our members. Pete, you talked about uh, how you what you've done to supplement the wellness team here at the TPA. Uh, have you noticed an increase in the number of intakes that your team has taken and are, are you able to measure that? We do. So, you, you mentioned that
1: uh, I added to the team. I appreciate that, but as you know, this isn't, uh, I wasn't the only one that did this. I, thankfully we have a board and, uh, and our president is behind us 100%. The, the addition of these team members to my team was a board decision. Um, I brought it forward and it was unanimously unanimously approved. Um, our numbers have shot through the roof. In August, our uptake, uh, or sorry, our incoming calls went up 400%, September 289% and so far we're not even done. Quite an increase. October, an increase. Yeah. Wow. And uh, in October. Uh, We're not even done October yet. And I believe we're at about 140% increase. Now, remember as well, when I say that a member phones, we're not talking about a one-off. It's just a a one phone call. When a member finally finds the courage to call and say, hey, something's not right. I think I I may need some help. We don't just uh, give them a resource and then leave them and let them flounder. We're with them as much as possible. Yes, throughout the whole process. So those phone calls could take an hour, could take two hours. I've been on the phone for two and a half hours with members, depending on what the, the issue is. Uh, and it's not a, a one and done, you know, that those phone calls continue until that member is um, on the road to recovery and getting better. And even even at
0: that point, the check-ins that we, we try to do are every, every week. Yeah, I just want to go back to the intake. Pete, I want you to be very candid um, for us. If you can, please, with regards to the types of phone calls um, that you get, you know, you and I have been doing this job a long time and have been doing working as police officers a long time. I want you to be very candid. So anybody listening to this that's struggling can understand exactly what they can call you about. Sure. I know I speak a lot about PTSD.
1: Again, that's because of the lived experience, but um there's there's offshoots and there's other other issues that people call about alcoholism drug use um a lot of the phone calls we we have uh or we get rather are for family members or our members' kids
0: yeah, yeah my great my
1: child is thirteen fourteen fifteen she he is not himself herself anymore um you know the the latest Uh, And I know we don't like to talk about it, but the latest, um, let's talk about the last six weeks where we've had our brothers and sisters die in the line of duty. That is heavy for us as first responders. It's even heavier for our spouses. Great point. Great point. Girlfriends, boyfriends, and incredibly heavy for our children who don't understand what is happening. And the, the younger they are, they, they still get that sense that something's not right but they just can't verbalize it so their um, their demeanors change what they're doing and their actions change Uh, so we get those phone calls as well and and we uh, connect the member and their children with child psychologists child therapists to help them through that we've had calls for uh, eating disorders that's very prevalent um uh sex addiction we've had a couple of those phone calls those are very real uh and and those are um, listen we all know i'm not a doctor right but those
0: are um indicative potentially of other issues and then to go back to the the addictions um alcohol drug uh, again i just want to touch on the confidentiality and the discretion you know you're you're uh, people it's important that people recognize the delineation in your current role and your previous role, you're not currently acting as a police officer. We're we're not officers for all essential purposes currently. You know, when pe- if people have an, a drug addiction, you're not judging them that you're not calling PRS accurate. You're Correct. not calling the chief, their unit commander. You're dealing with that from a member wellness perspective. The only phone call I make
1: is to a therapist or a psychologist there, as you know, There and I, and I touched on this before the other directors don't even, don't know who I'm dealing with. My, my opening line, it's not a line, but my opening sentence to our members is everything we talk about is strictly between you and I, I have a team that I deal with and I bring up Tom, Liz, and Sarah with your permission. And if I need to get them involved,
0: I will get them involved. We are the only four that will know what is going on. And it can be as simple as, you know, our members live all across the GTA and the greater GTA area. Uh, and, you know, I've seen it all the time. Your your ability, uh, you guys are a great referral. You know, if some, no matter what our members call, um, asking about, you guys have the ability to direct them to the appropriate resource in a, in their uh, area. Yeah. And
1: if we don't have them, we will find it without using the member's name, obviously. We will find that resource because, as I said before, that member has finally found the courage to put up their hand and say, I need help.
0: We need to work on this now. So in in closing, Pete, what message would you like to leave our membership with? Uh, Anybody who needs help um, anytime, What, what would you like to leave them with? Don't hold it in. We go through potentially 30 years in this career
1: of seeing trauma after trauma. After trauma, I took that trauma and I locked it away into that closet in my mind and locked it and locked it, which is what we all do. You know, you go to one call, radio call, you just keep locking it in. And then one day, something very simple and something where you would think wouldn't bother you that is the key that unlocks that door and all that trauma comes out. Before we get to that point, let's get some help. I'm a huge huge proponent of everyone on the service having a therapist and you, you look at what a therapist is and you look at the you know movies, right? Where people are laying on the couch and, you know, tell me about your childhood. <laughs> a therapist is, is a sounding board where you can work through some of the stuff that you're dealing with and some of those traumas before it gets to a point um, where those traumas become, overbearing
0: a lot of great information Pete I think you you touched on some really important pieces uh, you educated our membership about you know what you do what uh, what our team here at the TPA does um, very important the confidentiality the discretion um, you know your request for come come forward get some help put your hand up even the strong silent types no problem um, we want to thank you for your time Pete Grande director of member benefits of the TPA thanks very much Pete Thanks, Joe.